people pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Turn it off. stuff to do but you guys are on ring duty okay you can just call me frodo we're the cool best man in josh's way carrying rings making speeches and don't forget who's gonna be there super crush i love you man you got this okay best man best man best man, man. Uh, we're actually here about a ring uh did you buy one a couple days ago Yes, 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 that's it. That's, that's it. the ring. Yeah. Our, our best friend's wedding is actually tomorrow. If it's your buddy's ring, why'd you sell it? We sort of lost it. Uh huh. <laughs> We're the worst men. You stole it? I got it. <laughs> What's this guy's name again? They violated me! Dick Richards. Dick Dick. 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 We're going to make it to that wedding. Which way were they heading? I thought you'd never driven a car before. You try, man. You try. Oh, God, no, 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 no. Information regarding possible suspects. No, no, we're not going to steal someone's car. Hi. It's nice Ford you got there. Oh, you oh, should go on. Uh, you should go my mom. Right here. Or, uh, mom. Why not? Oh, you call 911 because the cops are after us. Great. Oh, this is bad. Uh, okay, try to stream. If you need help, you can tell us. Tell you what? Make hey. yourselves more boring. Uh, you need help. Oh, uh, we're dying. This uh, is dying. We don't. Uh, we need like a rope or a vine. If you did, you'd let us know. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, yeah, we're doing really well, so. Uh, uh, yeah. <sighs> I'm never letting you drive in a car chase ever again. The car's only four cylinder. Welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this episode, I'm speaking with three folks behind the film Quicksand, director John Paul Morris, and stars Tanner Presswood and Simon Elias. The film opened on September 19th, 2023, and is available for a limited theatrical run, as well as on demand. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the interview. John Paul, can you tell me a little bit about Quicksand and how the idea for the script came about? We've been calling it a bromantic comedy. It's a story about two best friends who are co-best men in their buddy's wedding, and they lose the ring just days before the wedding. They have to go on a haphazard road trip to get it back. But we made this movie in Michigan. We're right between New York and L.A., but we're in neither. So making a, a movie in the Midwest is definitely a different type of pursuit. It's easier in some ways. It's much more difficult in some ways. But... It's really beautiful area. We've been wanting to shoot something here forever. And this was just the right story at the right time. We wrote the script ourselves, so we were able to tailor it to the resources of the area, the talent that we thought we'd be able to give a platform to. And we definitely tailored it to our, our budget and abilities as well. So it was great to have a story that played to the strengths of the actors and the filmmakers. And I feel like that's honestly what's carried us so far. Tanner, you're also a fellow Michigander, correct? That is correct, at least since college. Uh, originally, I'm from Texas, but then I grew up, did most of my growing up in Indiana, so 
I like to say I'm a born Southerner, but I'm a Midwesterner at heart. Tell me more about how you got involved in this project. I submitted a, a self-tape audition, just like everybody else. And it just happened to be that I was down the street, whereas Simon was several thousand miles away. <laughs> it's just random chance there. Simon, this is definitely not your first rodeo. How did you get involved in this one? I also did the audition process. When I got like the two scenes, I really loved those scenes. And I was like, I really want to be in this project. But I knew it was hard because I was in Colombia and I was like really hoping they call me or something to know if I had a chance. And one month later, they told me like, okay, we're going to do you a callback. And I was like, I'm going to get this. I love this project. I really want to be here. I'm going to get this. Chempo, what's the timeline of this as far as when you are sitting down, writing the script, planning this all out? And when do you actually shoot this? After finishing the first draft of my first script, I had a bunch of filmmaker friends tell me, congratulations, you've done it. A lot of people don't get this far. Unfortunately, it's not very good. You need practice. So I started writing a script for practice called Quicksand, and I was super interested to see if we could tailor it to scale, budget, Michigan. And I think I started the script in 2016, and it really started developing a lot faster, a lot better when I brought on co-writers Jake Burgess and Brody Steele in 2018. And we had the script ready to shoot in 2019 when we found our cast. We did our final rewriting to make sure that like the dialogue and the jokes on the parts fit who we actually found in our cast. And we shot in September of 2019, saving a bunch of pickup shots for our action sequences and things that didn't require a big cast and crew, having no idea that COVID was going to come out of nowhere and make those pickup shots really hard. So our 18-month post-production plan turned into something closer to double that. But we did get into the film festival circuit in July of last year. And we didn't really know what we were doing with that. This is my first movie. So getting in the film festival circuit was incredibly daunting. But the film had legs, which was a big surprise to me for a comedy, getting into so many festivals and doing so well. We got into the Austin Film Festival, which is a huge surprise to be getting into a festival that scale with a film our size from Michigan. And then winning the Eau Claire Film Festival in Wisconsin was super affirming, winning audience choice at Hell's Half Mile. And then the ultimate irony is getting best screenplay at the Grand Rapids Film Festival. So me and my screenwriters get to look around at each other and say, wait, did this comedy that's just full of jokes that we thought were only funny to us, did this just win this screenplay? It feels like a joke on us, but we're, we're incredibly grateful for it, for sure. How do you even manage to keep the actors and, and part of your crew around for that long extended, you know, these pickup shots that you're talking about? We did surprisingly well. We knew that not everybody would be able to come back six months or a year later, but we had our same team. We had our same DP. We made sure to get all of our shots of Simon while he was in Michigan because he has a long flight. Go back and forth for any shots later. Most of our pickup shots were things that were like action shots or when we need to blow up a building, we take the time to do that when we don't have actors waiting on us to do all our safety checks. So you didn't just have these guys live with you for the duration of the pandemic? I wish I could have. That would have made the pandemic a lot more fun. 
we could have had another movie written by the time lockdown was over. It's kind of feel strange for you guys to be talking about this movie that you shot three years ago, four years ago now. How is it revisiting this after all this time for you? I, I remember when Paul called me and he told me like, we need to do some ADR. So it's like the sound recording of some dialogue. And I was like, okay. And I was in Colombia, so I had to do it in Colombia. And when I watched some of the scenes, I was like, what happened here? What was like, what I'm thinking in this scene, what I'm feeling in this scene. So it's been like three years since we shoot that scene. So for me, it was a little bit challenging at that part, but it was also amazing to, to know that they were able to, to finish the movie as an actor, you, at least I try to, to put everything during pre-production and production. And when I'm done, I try to close that path a little bit to not get attached to some projects or characters because I don't like goodbyes. So I suffer a lot. <laughs> but yeah, it was really hard. How was it for you coming from Colombia and shooting in Michigan? What did you think of our first state? I've never been to Michigan. So when I went there, it was amazing. And being with the locals and Tanner and John Paul, they all showed me around and it was amazing. I really discovered a really beautiful state. And also the, the film allowed me to do this road trip in like up north and all that. It was really beautiful. And I really liked that. That's one of the things I really love also about movies. Like you can travel and get to know really amazing places. I'm glad that you guys taught them up north. That's very good. Yeah, oh, definitely. As soon as Simon was in town, I took it upon myself to take him to the Sleeping Bear Dunes over in Glen Arbor just because that's like a first bucket list item. It's like, okay, we're here, dunes. Let's go. We're going to walk straight to the lake so you can see the big lake. And, and which was also, it was good bonding for us because we had never met each other before. And we were about to have to pretend to be the best of friends on camera. And fortunately, it didn't take long for the two of us to really become actual friends in real life. We worked overtime in the couple of weeks. We really had two weeks, I think less than two weeks from the time that Simon showed up to the time that we started shooting. And we just spent like every waking minute that we could together just to really make up for lost time. I don't know. What was your take on that, Simon? I, we own a little bit of that also to the audition process, the casting process. I think John Paul uh, did an amazing work on that because if you can get a really good actor, but if they don't have chemistry between them, it's not going to work. So when I met Tanner and we really like start spending time together, we really have kind of a strong bond and, and it was amazing. Really enjoy and support each other during the whole process. And I was so also so grateful to him because... I was acting in another language in a state that I didn't know it was a little bit challenging for me. So I really felt support of him and, and John Paul and the whole thing. Did you guys do a lot of rehearsals or did you just have to jump right into it? Cause I know this isn't the biggest budget picture in the world. Well, thankfully, thank you, John Paul. We did a lot of rehearsing. We rehearsed every single scene and actually there's a reason for that, which I'll let John Paul explain. We didn't have much money or time, but we knew that we had to prioritize the performances and the characters. So with the money and the time that we did have, we made sure that the whole movie was reversed. I required my actors as much as possible to have the whole movie memorized before we even 
shoot because it's, it's 103 scenes and we're shooting the whole thing in 15 days and we're absolutely not shooting it in order. So having the characters know who they are and where they are in every scene, even if you put the movie in a blender and pull out a piece that they can immediately identify what the mood is and what they've just experienced and whether or not they're breathing heavily or not, um, that was incredibly important to be able to film 103 scenes out of order and then put them back into an edit and have it feel cohesive. So I felt like I was asking a ton of Simon and Tanner, especially Simon. Simon's incredible because he has more dialogue than anyone else in the entire script. I feel like if you take Simon's dialogue and just cut that out of the script, it'd be half as long. And he's doing that in his third language, right, Simon? English is your third language? Yeah. So amazing. <laughs> in the script was an American postgraduate college student. But we, I talked to John Paul because I asked him, I only have two weeks to prepare for this role, I'm not going to be able to have a really American accent, even a Mich Michiganer, how you say, Mich Michigan accent. So I told him, like, maybe thinking too much about the accent. If I have four months to prepare, of course they can do it, but, but I had two weeks. So we talk about that. We wrote a little bit in the script to be able to, I was like a Colombian that lived a long time in Michigan. We formulated this idea that I thought was cute, that Simon would be a foreign exchange student that he and Tanner, their characters, Ray and Paul, could have met in high school. And then this foreign exchange student just, they become best friends. He doesn't leave. They go through college together. They're spending every day together. But we already had most of Simon's family cast. And they're people with light hair, red hair, no, no Colombian accent whatsoever. I didn't dare ask them to fake it. So instead of being his biological family, we're like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if this was his host family? And that hosting an exchange student in high school could turn into this long-term relationship that is almost as grounded and consistent and loving as if he were blood. And that kind of adoption process, I thought, would put a nice reflection with his relationship with Ray as well, that they're so close that they're basically brothers. So that idea is definitely in the film that, you know, that, that relationship's so important, friendship's so important, family's so important, that's in there. And I ended up really liking the idea that whether or not you're related by blood doesn't really matter. It's about who you decide your people are. So it sounds like you weren't a real slave to the script you made your adjustments. Did you also allow for ad-libbing or was it pretty locked down as far as the dialogue? Yeah. As time allowed, I tried to give every, everybody an ad-lib pass for every scene. And we didn't always have time for that, but I definitely wanted everybody to have room to play here. I was trying to look at the script as much as possible as a platform for performance because we knew that we didn't have the resources to make something that would win an Oscar for cinematography. But I also have to give credit to the camera team that we went in with that understanding and they surprised me with every single scene, the lights they were able to get up and how much their knowledge of the script allowed them to like shape the mood. Improvisation was really important because performance was really important. So we needed the script to hold the story together and make sure that it moved in the right direction. But if we're having fun along the way, as much fun as possible, I definitely didn't want the way that something specifically was written to get in the way of that. And as an actor, you really 
are grateful with your direct director if he or she allows you to also have a take to just play and have fun because sometimes in those takes magic happens and i know like at the end in post-production they're going to be also grateful for that and there were also some whole sequences that we shot that were completely improvised we had the camera team and me and simon on location and we're just like okay go stand there and have a moment and some of that gets montaged in the movie but like that's fully improvised so it was a lot of fun just getting to live in the characters like that what is the current state of the film you're about to have release correct september 19th apple tv pre-order today and was traverse city was that the film's premiere we did premiere the film in traverse city last year and now we're doing a limited theatrical release in michigan we're actually doing over 100 screenings in about a week and a half the local support from uh, art house theaters especially picking up the film and playing it for a night or for a week has been amazing so there's so many people who are suddenly able to get this film in front of them even though we didn't actually push it through traditional hollywood theatrical avenues we've been able to cover a lot of ground leading up to our september 19th release on apple tv so that's been amazing everybody wants to make a movie that people are going to see in theaters so that's where we fell in love with movies really it feels amazing that it's there and it's a great way to build up to the the release on apple tv John, Paul, Tanner, Simon, thank you so much for your time today, guys. This was great talking with you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having us, Mike. Yeah. Congratulations on the film and best of luck in the future. Thank you so much. 